0: I've spent this past week in Columbus Ohio at a meeting with Episcopal priests and Lutheran pastors talking about the future of church in America will Christianity make it in this increasingly secular age is there a place for what we are offering and how is God calling us to respond to change Over dinner, a Lutheran pastor, a man in his 50s, shared with me something much more personal than that. He reminisced about growing up grappling with his identity as someone who had been adopted as a baby. It's a story that we've heard many times before in the news, but which amazed me all the same. Keith, born to a teenage mom, adopted as a newborn baby by a loving older couple, wonderful parents who sadly died when Keith was 20. And in all the years since he has felt the double loss of his birth mother and his adoptive parents and feeling this is what it's like to be an orphan. An orphan or is he of course over the years he dreamed about his birth mother he wondered out loud to me why did she decide to let me be adopted did I do something wrong that she didn't want to keep me even though he was a baby and that's impossible and in all the years since he described living with what felt like a hole in his heart but at the same time his heart was also full of gratitude because it was a both and sad not to know his birth mother and also so very grateful for his years with his adoptive parents and for his present day with his loving wife his three sons two of them adopted and grateful for his life as a Lutheran pastor helping other people navigate the joys and sorrows of this life. So Keith tried to find his birth mother many times, but no leads, all he had was her maiden name and there was no way that he could find her because she was married and had a different name and then recently one of his nieces, a genealogy buff, took on the challenge and Her research turned up a high school yearbook, which following this led to a series of lucky breaks and led to the discovery of Keith's mother, still alive, right across the border in a neighboring state. So he sat down and wrote her a letter and mailed it on a Monday. He wrote, I believe you are my mother and that I am your son. And by Friday, she had written back, yes, I am your mother. I am so glad you found me, and I can't wait to meet you. Can you imagine how this news, this revelation made Keith feel? Not only suddenly does he have a mom who is alive, but he also has a half-sister named Holly, a very sweet stepfather, and a whole new family of aunts and uncles and cousins. Keith, an orphan and no more. And leaning across the table at dinner, he proudly showed me all the new photos in his phone with his mom. Look, we have the same eyes with his half-sister Holly and his son. Both redheads. An Easter dinner with his old family and his new family combined. Keith was beaming as he scrolled through the photos of his suddenly enormous family. My friend's story is about a real orphan yearning for a lost parent, and the conclusion. Keith finding his birth mom and their budding relationship, their new, old love. Such an answer to his heart's deepest longing that it boggles the mind. But we know that Keith isn't the only one who has suffered that feeling of a hole in his heart, of something or someone missing. Most of us go through times in our lives when we feel this way. And for some of us, it's an all the time kind of suffering. And that doesn't just go for adoption stories. The disciples feel it. In the hours before his execution, during their very last supper together, Jesus warns the disciples about his coming death And today's reading comes from the end of that last meal when Jesus tells them that when he's gone, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, friend, to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth. And then he promises, I will not leave you orphaned. At this point in John's Gospel, so much is about to happen. Soon Jesus will be crucified, buried, resurrected, and finally will ascend. And before he finally ascends, Jesus will breathe the Holy Spirit into, onto his disciples. And in this story today, he's promising that this is going to happen. This spirit of truth is coming to them. The Holy Spirit is gonna live inside his friends he will be in you but his friends have no idea what he's talking about they can't even begin to understand this earlier that evening Jesus tells them how the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father And again, at that moment, his disciples are utterly baffled. In today's passage, this same evening, he explains more about how all of that is gonna work. He says, in a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live. You also will live. I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you he also says this if you love me you will keep my Commandments and what does he mean by that which Commandments Well, definitely the one that he mentioned earlier this same evening at the Last Supper love one another still the disciples have only the most halting understanding of what their friend is saying to them In this moment, in John's Gospel, it's such a profound turning point, even though the disciples can scarcely understand what he's saying, they are all the same receiving their marching orders. What marching orders? Live a life of loving one another. And Jesus, by being their friend and rabbi and fellow sibling, helps his followers see and know The invisible God, by his very presence, he is showing them God is like this. And you can follow this path too. You know the way that I'm going. You and I sometimes get stuck in that last supper evening, that foot washing moment, scratching our heads and like the disciples thinking, we need you to stay with us. Where are you going? Do not leave us. Don't leave me. And we spend our lives searching for a missing piece of our heart, a missing connection. As Saint Augustine said, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Our hearts are restless, and in this chaotic world, we wonder how are we supposed to live utterly surrendered to loving one another and loving God when our own hearts ache? And furthermore, how are we supposed to love others even when they treat us badly, when their own restlessness, their own aching hearts make them hard to love. Well, on our own, we cannot pull off this kind of love, but that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit, in Greek, the parakletos, Paraclete, not parakeet, (laughs) the advocate, the comforter helps us, gives us strength, fills that hole in our heart, hurting feeling that holds us back from experiencing all the goodness and dimension of life right now, helps us feel like who we truly are who we were made to be. We are connected to God. That's how we're made, and as Paul says to the Athenians, in God we live and move and have our being, and we are God's offspring. Not orphans. God's offspring. So leaning across the dinner table earlier this week my friend keith told me that in those 30 years after he lost his adoptive parents and before he found his birth mom these are the words from scripture that were the most precious to him he said i held on to these words many of us who have lost Parents, hold on to these words that we are God's offspring, and I will not leave you orphaned. Keith was an orphan and also, he never really was an orphan at all. even someday when he loses this beloved birth mother that he's found when she passes from old age, still he will not be an orphan because Jesus says to Keith, sorry, and to you and to me, to every one of us that no matter what, I will not leave you orphaned. So our job is to let the Holy Spirit fill our hearts with this sure knowledge that we are loved and claimed by God beyond measure. And feeling this love, we're gonna wanna make everyone else feel it too. That's how it works. So then, may we allow the Holy Spirit to use us in what truly is our purpose here on the planet love one another that's our job whatever else you do in your lives that's your job heal hurting hearts walk out of your house like a shepherd so that no one feels like an orphan ever again amen